Okay, today's daf is daf Mem Zayin. And in the previous Mishnah, we were discussing the Kotel Ben Shtei Chatzerot and Haikimama, we talked about Sulamot as the last time in terms of when is it considered, a, when when do we have a Petach in between them such that the wall is no longer a complete division and the two Chatzerot can combine together if they wanted to for and um, for an Ev Chatzerot. They're not considered distinct. So having talked about the concept of Sulamot, the Gemara now brings a brighter. So that's the way the Pnei Moshe explains what the next few lines are. And I'm just going to share the screen with you again, because we have quite a few diagrams today. And it says as follows, Tani, kol kovshik vashim ole ba'ama v'konesama v'konesre shalosh hut mi kibusho shel mizbeach shum mitlaket asrat vachim mitoch shlosha v'shlish etzba. Okay? Shal mizbeach esaramot v'kibusho shoshim v'shtayim. So let me explain as follows. The Mizbech itself, um, I've got a very prudent diagram here. I mean, it's just very basic here in terms of Mizbech. The Mizbech, as you know, at the bottom, the actual main part was 32 by 32 Amot. But it's not really a box like I've got it drawn, drawn in the picture here. It's sort of the sword jutted out at, one, at on two sides, and then it sort of came in a little bit. And then as it went up another five Amot up above the sword, which is a Mahai, it came in again for the Sovev, and then went all the way up to the top. Now the three amot till you got to the top of the mizbeach, and then you had the kranot, the corners of the mizbeach. So the mizbeach itself, till from say the floor to the surface of the mizbeach, was nine amot. And again, the base of it, including the sword, I think, yes, it was thirty-two amot. So we're talking about a very, very big structure, multi-story building, effectively the size of the outside of the mizbeach. Um, so what the Mishnah is saying is there was a main ramp, as we know, to the south of it. And that was 32 Amot. Now, exactly what 32 Amot means is that there's a, actually a machloket if it means at the base of it on the slant. I've showed in the pictures on the slant because I think that's how Rokhaim is explaining it here. But it's a machloket, we're showing machloket, etc. exactly what it was. Was it the slant of it being 32 Amot or was it the base? Okay. Now, on the side, just so you're aware, on the sides of the major ramp up the Mizbeach, also two other small ramps. And those small ramps enabled one to get on the right-hand side, if you go up the ramp, so that would be on the eastern side, up to the Sovev, so it would come off to the Sovev, such, and that was important for, for, for example, someone who's operating Korban Chatat, they would walk along the Sovev, and they'd do this record above, I mean, on the top half of the Mizbeach, because the, the top of the Sovev was above half of the Mizbeach, and then go all the way around and come down the other side. Now, there's another, so there was another, there was another, um, so another ramp that folded back on itself. So what the mission is saying is all the other ramps as you would walk up, you, you, as you would go up, say, three amot of it, the ascent already would be an ama. That's sort of the angle, the incline. However, the main kevesh was different. The main kevesh had a, a less of an incline. The explain, explanation is brought, Rashi brings, is that simply because they were carrying such heavy things onto this bach and it was a smooth, flat surface, it couldn't be so steep as it would be difficult to climb up, and therefore it had a much, much more gradual incline. So in other words, you'd have to walk, what's the example, three and a half tfachim, sorry, three and a half amot, plus an etzba, plus a third of an etzba, to make an ascent of an amma. So how does this work out? Let's just do the maths. That's what I've included on the sheet. So if the ramp itself was 32 amma, again, along the slant, and it was a nine amma ascent, if you do the maths, now the, I've brought the maths for you in the way that Reb Chaim spells it out, sort of breaking it up for us, rather than just doing, okay, let's take 32 divided by 9 and convert it to Amot Tfachim, which would get to the same, Amot Tfachim and Etzbot, which would get to the same result. But it might just be, in this context, maybe a bit easier. 
Because again, you have to remember, Amma is a six Tfachim. Again, there's a discussion if that's really what the Tfachim were used here, but again, the Retwe Rechaim assumes it. And each Tefach is for Etzbaot. So again, that's an Amma, that's a Tefach, this is an Etzba. Okay? So what it's saying is, if it was three and a half, we're saying it's going to be more than three and a half. So three and a half times nine gets you to 31 and a half, which is 31 and three Tfachim. So that means I'm missing still what I'm missing a half a Tefach to get to my 32. Okay, so therefore, if it's nine times an etzba, that will give me how much is that? That is well, nine etzba or which means I'm still missing three spots to get all the way to the end because, as we said, we're missing two tefachim, which is twelve. Uh, so which we're missing, uh, we're half a tefach, which is three tefachim. Sorry, and which is again twelve spot altogether. So I've, all of that is is nine etzba. So therefore, I'm missing now effectively three atzbot. And to do that, for every nine ascent, it's going to be a third atzbot. So if you add it all together, left side of the equation, all the green parts, it's three and a half plus an atzbot plus a third will give you, if you add up everything on the right side of the equation, you get to 32 a lot. Okay, so in a nutshell, what we're saying again, just to, if you just want to put the maths aside, the incline, the rate of incline is going to be more gradual for the major kevesh, for the reasons I explained, because they were carrying carrying all the um, all heavy things, and it couldn't be as steep as the other ones, where they were just taking dam um, really up to go around the sovev. Fine, let's continue. Now here the, we, we go sort of go back to our topic. It says asa mistava al pnei kol akotel. Now you've got asara. Reb Chaim says that you read it asa, and mistava is out like a platform. If you make a platform by the wall, so again, if you remember our Mishnah, we said if there's a wall of ten tefachim that separates between two different chatzayrot, well, they're considered distinct. They can only make their own separate eruvim, but they can't combine together. So what happens if you try and put a platform next to the wall? And the red reason for doing that is you're trying to reduce the height. So what the Gemara says now, if you do it, even if it has a width, like a depth, if you like, of four tefachim, still it doesn't reduce the height of the wall. Um, it's a few points to put here. Well, let's just get to the end of it, sorry. However, if it was Arba Amot deep, you've got a significant Shirmakom, then now I say you've reduced the height of the wall, so as if there isn't a wall. Now you can only, it's as if there's no wall, and you have to now In other words, you have to do Arab Chatzar together. There's no way of them splitting apart. Now, the reason why this is a, a bit difficult is because if you recall, we were talking about yesterday or last year that if the ladder was against the when we when we were reducing the height of the, the sorry the gap between the floor and the window such that the window was good enough to be like a petach because if it was ten, more than ten from the ground it would be too uh, considered too far too high it wouldn't be a good petach we said you can use a ladder and we said that that top rung of the ladder that's going to reduce the height has to be four tefachim away from the wall. So therefore, we said there it was for Tfachim was sufficient. Here we're saying for Tfachim for a platform's depth is not sufficient, it has to be for Amot. So Rav Chaim leads it with a Tzarechion in terms of how do we mechalik between the two, the, two, the, two, sorry, the two different cases. But again, I guess we'll just have to leave that for the study. Rav Chaim doesn't really uh, give a suggestion. Now we can try and suggest all manner of things, but Rav Chaim leaves it as a, as a, as a question. Okay, so that's fine. Um, now let's go next case. Hadadat Amar Amar Begudola, the Bektana Buruba. So what's this Hadadat Amar? Again, we, you have to be careful with a very quick context shift in the Gemara, the Yerushalmi does. 
And here we're talking about the case where the Mishnah says if there's a breach in the wall, that if it's up until 10, then we say that's like a petach, and that's fine. If it's bigger than 10, then we say now it's considered a proper breach. It's as if you don't have a wall separating the two chatzerot. So the Gemara says, when is 10 a good shear? That is That depends how big the wall between the two chatzerot are. Because that's only talking about if it's a large one. If it's a small one, however, meaning a small wall, that, in other words, the, the, um, the wall dividing between the two chatzerot is very small. So imagine it's just a, a small, both a small chatzerot, or one of them at least. Then, then it would be barov. The breach, even if it's less than third fachim, if it's most of the wall, that would present a problem. Meaning, naturally, there's no wall. Marbim echad ba'in marbim mishnayim. So Gemara says, "Eitzohi gedola ve'izuktana." What is that? Kosh rubu yoter ma'asarat ma'eser be'eser hapachot ma'eser beruba. So what's big? What's small? Well, it depends. Is ten a majority? In other words, another way of saying this. Is 10 is considered, is, is up to 10, sorry, up to 10 is not considered a breach, provided that it's not a majority. That's just, you'd have to say, Dolaktana, that's effectively what we say. Now, the Gemara now adds, it's what I've shown you, this is this picture, that which we say 10 is considered a petach, that's the answer. That's when it's in the middle. Aval min if it's all the way against the side of the wall, meaning the breach is all the way inside. I've shown a little gap before, because that's what well, that's the part of the Gemara is going to discuss in a moment. But let's say the, 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 the petach, the breach is all the way to the side. We say then um, the lobada that doesn't work. Why? Because Reb Chaim explains quite simply here in that situation people don't make a petach on the on the side, and then the reason why this opening is not considered a mamasha pirza is because we get defined as being a petach. So, however, if it's much on the side and people don't make a petach in that location, then we say that well, that's not because you can't define it as a petach in because it doesn't look like a petach. People don't use it as a petach, so therefore it must be a pirza. So the question is, how far in set does it have to be? This non minatsad. So he says, if there's an omed, meaning there's uh, the standing wall before the opening, like I'm showing the picture here, is four tfachim, then it's considered emtsa. Then it's considered in the middle, such that if it's ten after ten amat wide, it would be fine. In love, if not, if there's if, even if there's a little tiny bit on the side that won't help you. Because it's considered minatsad and it will work. Okay, let's now learn halacha gimel. Next mission. Charitz shebein shtei chatzerot. What if we've got a um, charitz? Charitz is. We'll get to that in a moment. But we've got a charitz, but the, a, a ditch that's running between two chatzerot. The question is, is that a wall or not? If it's amok asara v'rachav arba, if it's ten deep and four wide, then it's like considered a mechitza between the two chatzerot, and therefore ma'arvin shtein ve'im ma'arvin echad. Each of the chatzerot have to make their own erev chatzerot. They cannot combine together. It says, even if that, that ditch that was in between the two chatzerot was filled with straw or other grain and things like that, or produce. Why? Because in those situations, people aren't going to mevatel it. Okay? People aren't going to leave it there. Um, we'll get to it, we'll discuss it in a moment. However, it was full of afar and straw, or full of soil and rocks, then it's battle there, and you can say, then, then this, this ditch that's uh, separating the two chatzerot, it's considered as if it's completely filled in, and therefore it's there's there's no mechitza between the two chatzerot, and they can only marvin echad. If they want to carry the chatzer, both chatzerot would have to combine together, and they can't marvin shnei. Fine, straightforward. Let's continue. Now the Gemara says, "Ha teven ubitlo lo batel." The fact that Mishnah says it was filled up with straw in the middle of, you mean the charitz, this ditch that was in between the two chatzerot was filled with straw. 
that it wouldn't, it would still be considered mechitza. That means even if you're mavatala, even if you, if the person says, look, I want it to be there, lo batil. And it's a bit like we said before that it, batil dafel, it's a koladam, it doesn't work. And the reason why the Gemara is mashma that is because the Gemara itself, the mission itself didn't get, bring a chiluk between what your intention was regarding the straw. It just says, kashal teben, it's in the middle. It's still considered a good mechitza. So Gemara says, manintin de law karebi, de the Mishnah, therefore, is not like Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi said, Tevin of Bittl Mubutal. Now, what's this referring to? Let's read Rechaim together. Mm-hmm. Referring to us to Sefer and Ohalot. It's actually related to a Mishnah. It says, mm-hmm. The Tanina Perik Tetzayin zain Ohalot. So let's first relate to the Mishnah. It says, The house was filled in with soil or stones. It's Batl. Batl. It's considered Batl. It's considered if the house is all filled in. Hilkach, what? If someone put uh, so if there was a source of tumma, like a zaymenamet, that's patam of the that was in, uh, embedded in this soil, we sum a tumma bokab, tumma boreda. It's as if it's like, if you like, even the wall of a house, that the tumma would just shoot up and shoot down. Okay? Mashma, afarot's rot would battle abide. It's only in the situation where it, regarding afarot's rot that's battle abide. Hatevan, when it comes to straw, it's not considered battle abide. It's not considered as if it's part of the floor, or like a part of the wall or the floor of the house. Actually, not the floor. The floor would make the house tamer, but like the side of the house, if you like. However, if, however, the house is filled with straw, if between the straw and the korot, the roof, was a potah tefah, then we say that in that situation, the house would be tamer. Because then the, then it's, uh, then the tumor is likely to be in the house and the whole house will become tamer. Right, Perushimatuma Babait. Um Kalim Shabamit Bantmeim. It's important to understand what we're talking about. We're not talking about just the house becoming Tama. So just to correct that point. But even the Kalim that are inside the stack of straw would also become Tame. Shaloni Balatafin Shamlechotzit Minatuma. Because the the straw itself isn't batel such that it can protect and act as a chaitz, a chatzatz, like a a a, 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 a divider. To protect the kalim that are also alongside the straw. Okay, so let me just explain it outside. If you've got a house that's filled with like um, soil and rocks, and there's a source of tum that's tamer oil, and you've got other kalim say inside next to it, they wouldn't become tamer because it's 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 not as if it's considered inside the house, such that the tum is simply bokev or bokev or red. The tum would go straight up and down, and it wouldn't impact the kalim. However, if you're in the matben, if if sorry, if you're in the matben, if if you put a whole pack of straw in that location instead of, and we said, and there's a source of tumah that's patamba ohel, and there's a kli there as well, and there's a boteach tefach, there's a gap between the top of the straw and the roof. In that situation, firstly, because you've got a gap of a tefach, you've got what's called an ohel, and as soon as you've got an ohel, the tumah goes up there and spreads. So it'll go up there and spread throughout the entire house. That's number one. It probably would also go straight out anyway, even without the ohel. But the, the chidush is that even if you've got an ohel above there, that would spread it back over the entire pack of straw. Okay, the reason I said probably would be matama anyway, because stop the let's set, but let's just put that aside. But the, the, what we say is that we don't say that it's like uh, the, the, the kli that's next to the tum inside the stack is almost like behind a partition. Because there's another situation we've got a chayetz in those mishnah. I should have brought pictures for this. I apologize for this section. But but like, let's say there was let's say there was a a false wall behind the plasterboards. There was tumor and there was also a cleaver. What we say in that situation 
is Sofa Tumalotzet, the nature of the Tumma is going to go out, so the Taos would become Tameh. However, the Kli behind the Chayitz itself would, all, would, be, would be Tahor. I mean, despite the fact it's side by side with the Tumma. Now, why is that the case? Because the, the, the Chayitz protects, if you like, the Tumma in the house from impacting the Kli that's behind the division. And there's no oil inside behind the plasterboards to spread the Tumma behind the division. So the tumor goes out, if you like, into the house, the whole house becomes tamer, and the clay behind it becomes tower. So what the mission is saying here is if it's covered with straw, it's not like it's behind it. Why? Because people generally simply take the straw out. So it's not a good mechitz, it's not a good chitz, if you like, to protect what? Protect the kalim that are inside the straw, okay, or under the straw. Okay, so it's as if it's in the house itself, and therefore bad luck. The tumor is in, in, under the straw, but all the kalim become tamer. Okay, clear? Good. So what it was on that point, was spirally the rebiosi. That if someone mavatel that tevin and says, look, I'm, I, don't, I don't want it here, I've had enough of this tevin, that's it, I'm done with it, and he wants to just fill up that room with it, we say, that's like a farstam, it's like soil. Okay? And if you've got a far that you're going to clear out, it's like tevin, and if it's soil, then if your intention is to remove it, then it's just like tevin. Now, the fact that the Gemara, what's the Gemara saying now? We see a machloket regarding Tumat Ohel, in the Ohalot, regarding Tevin. According to the, the, it was the Chachamim or the Tanakama there, that even if, if, if you've got Tevin, I don't care what your intentions are, it's not battle for the house. And as I said, you wouldn't act as a, it wouldn't partition off our um, Kalim that are alongside the Tumat under this stack of wheat or stack of straw. And therefore, it'll become Tum. Irrespective of what your intentions were. That sounds like our Mishnah, because our Mishnah says that if you filled up the charitz, this ditch that is coming between the charots, these two chatserot, that irrespective of your intentions, it's not battled to it, it's not considered filled in. And therefore our Mishnah can't be like Rabbi Yossi, because Rabbi Yossi says it depends what your intentions are. Because in the case of Tumat Ohel, we said if you fill the house with this straw and you mavatel it there, then it's just like filling it with, with rocks or soil. Okay, that's that's what the Gemara is saying. However, the Gemara says no. Now, so Rabbi Yossi Barbos is a Bishnah Mechis, a Divra Koli. No, it could actually be like everybody. Why? Umada Rabbi Yossi Bishabalul Ba'afa. It says, when is it that Rabbi Yossi says, Ba'ohalot, that Tevin is Batel? That is when it was mixed up, if you like, with other soil. So it's been soiled. Velo Chazi Elala Binyan Vedamila Bar. And in that situation, it's no longer good, not longer, it's no longer good for feeding animals or anything else. The only good thing you can do with it is use it for construction, mixing with cement and things like that. So therefore, in, it's, it's when it's physically changed, impacted such that it's no, that, that it's no longer useful for, it's only useful for building. That's when it now, if you're mavatlet for building, that's when it's considered like building. That's when Rabbi Yossi says, oh, Tevin, we don't say battle at all, it's called Adam, when it says, there's been a physical change to it. So now the Gemara says, yes, yeah, so, so now the Gemara continues that this is Shittat Rabbi Yossi, that sometimes Afar can be like Tevin, sometimes Tevin can be like Afar. Tevin she'ayin atid liknoto, hareku Afar. If you've got Tevin that you're not going to ever remove, then it has it in Afar, in other words, you can battle it. And we just explained in Agamara, the way Rav Yossi Barbun explains it in the name of Rav Chista, that's also some material change happened to it, so it's not useful for anything other than building. But if you've got Afar soil or rocks that you're only putting it in that room temporarily, then it also has a din of Tevin. 
Why the Rebbe Riyani Amri Chipal Machzelot? Now, full stop. Now, debate Rebbe Riyani. Next quick context shift. Now, debate Rebbe Riyani says Amri Chipal Machzelot Bitel. Now, if it's the same or a question, we're not sure, but the Gemara is going to reject it in a moment. Let's say you filled it up with straw and then you covered it with mats. Do we say then the fact that you now covered it with mats does that make it now make it like a, it's batel now to the extent that that we consider filling in the charitz? So Gemara says ati chami, which is like tashma milal b'machziliot lo bitel chipa b'machzelot but bitel. So I understand if you filled the whole ditch with machzelot, if you filled it all with mats, it wouldn't be mevatel to it. So how then, if you filled it with straw and you put a couple of mats on top, do you think it's going to be a vatel? It's crazy. So therefore, absolutely not. It wouldn't have that effect. Have that effect. Okay. What happens? Milal b'chariot. Milal chariot tzricha. What if you filled it with palm, palm branches? Does it have the din of Tevan? Does it have the din of Afar Tzrorot? It's left as a question. Now, Reb Zrikan, Reb Im, B'Shem, Reb Yerushak, V'afilu rok. What's V'afilu rok? Rok means spittle. So read Reb Chaim. says, V'afilu malau rok. But even if you fill it up with spittle, now it's not physically possible for someone to fill in a tent fachim thing, a ditch with a spittle without like getting a whole army and them all dehydrating the process. But I think what it means is is water that is putrid, right? It's not, it's not, it's not you're not drinkable. So it says, um, even if you filled it with rocks, so I'll keep reading Rukhaim. It says, I feel the milah rock, the main mevat le Why? Because main mevat le Despite the can't walk across it, so the chiddush is is it's not just when you fill it up with um with the soil that it's mevatel because you can walk across it. The chiddush of Chaim says is this mayim can also mevatel mechitzas. The presence of water can mevatel mechitzas. Okay, um, this in, in, in the situation of rock. Let's continue. Natanalav. Next case. Natanalav neser. What if you put a like you put a plank of wood across the ditch between two chatzerot? That's four wide, and then now does it have the din of a petach because I can walk across it? Now gazustrot are I've tried to show you in the picture. This is like if you're looking down the street, and you've got like two balconies that are sort of marked in red and in yellow, and you put a plank of wood across the two balconies so you can walk across it. Okay, so the Gemara says that too. Um, that are zul connected zul that are opposite the opposing one another. Now the the mafarshim here, the rishonim and the like in Bavli talk about the fact that whether that they're zul connected zul means they're exactly aligned, same height and same uh, across the vertical. If you like the up and down plane, the z axis and the it's called the uh, x axis. You know that they're aligned in this way because if the offset are up and down, it might be a bit different. But I'm not going to confuse us with that detail now because the rishonim doesn't really talk about it. it says if you put a plank of wood across it that's four wide, you've created like a petach, since you can easily walk between the two, the, the two balconies, then it's like a petach that can decide to wear together or not. If it's pachotmikan, if it's less than that, now less than that, the assumption we're making the now, on the Mishnah now is if it's not four wide. Because if it's not four wide, even if you can you know walk across it, and this is not just in this case, the balcony is also obviously with the charitz, then it's not really considered a petach anymore. So Bhomikan Shnaim, Marvim Shnaim, then there's not considered like a petach between them. The two chatzerot or the two kuzustrot can only make Eruvim Chatzerot separately, but in Marvin Achad. Okay, next case. Itanitan Marvishnaim, but in Marvin Achad, Itani Marvin Achad, but in Marvishnaim. Rav Chaim here explains that he, the Mishnah is here is talking, sorry, the Gemara is talking about the last statement in the Mishnah. When it says Bachot Mikan, 
One has it like our mission that is and then it's then it's bad, meaning you can only ma'arvin shnaim be'ein ma'arvin echad. But you got another t- a version, if you like, another teaching that says the opposite, that it's that as soon as it's less than, we don't know less than what is yet, yet. But as soon as it's less than something, then it is um, then you can only ma'arvin echad ve'ein ma'arvin shnaim. So how does that work? Meaning that now it's considered like the one chatzer, or, or, or not, well, the Gemara Rechayin says talking about the balconies. It's like the one reshut, these two balconies. So, man da'am ma'avim shnayim ve'im ma'avim echad, that's pachot mikan, or have a, sorry, pachot mikan would be, would be that's beneser. When do we say that if it's pachot mikan, then it's ma'avim shnayim ve'im ma'avim echad, they're considered distinct from one another. That's about the neser, the width of the plank of wood, like I tried to show on the arrow here on the diagram. When does it say in the case where it says pachot mikan now ma'arim shnayim ve'in ma'arim ve'in shnayim that's pachot mikan bechalal that's how you read it pachot mikan bechalal pachot mikan b'neser right pachot mikan bechalal that's when the gap between the two balconies that is less than arba because in that situation it's very simple to walk across then it's considered like one balcony like a shared reshut if you like and then you could only ma'arim echad ve'in ma'arim shnayim. I think the uh, I think other Mefarshim talk about that wasn't talking about the Balkis, but was talking about the halal between the two chatzerot. But again, it's the same in in, in any event. But maybe it's big chiddush there because of the, these two these two balconies that if the gap is less than less, that even though you think they're owned by two different people, no, it doesn't make a difference. Just like two chatzerot that are owned by two different um, people in the chatzerot, they consider maravim echad ba'im maravim shnayim. They're not considered a a a wall between them, and they'd have to uh, make an Arab chatzerot together if they wanted anyone wanted to carry on the balcony. Okay. So, uh, have a good day, everyone. And hold off.